wild is not reckless. Wild is not crazy. Wild is what awakens what you truly are inside. So what is that? And go do more of that. Hi, everyone. I'm Annika, and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truth Podcast. So glad you're here. How many times have you stepped into unknown territory in your life? and yet found something wonderful there. Or maybe you're on the other side and didn't take that step and wonder what you might have missed. Well, what if that next unknown thing, that small risk, that new thing might just be the thing that could awaken the wild inside of you? Well, y'all, my friend Jenny is joining us today and is talking about her own journey of discovering and nurturing her wild soul. She's sharing more on taking risks, trying new things, and how to let life be wild and awaken the wild inside all of us. And most importantly, she's sharing more on that reminder for all of us to take ownership of our inspiration, our faith, and taking care of ourselves because these all can plant the seeds to bigger things. Take a listen to this conversation with Jenny. Jenny, thanks for hanging out with us again on the podcast. How fun that you're back and talking about all the latest and greatest, everything you've got going on. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you were on before talking about a lot of other things, and now you're here talking about more exciting things. Uh, So you've shared a little bit about who you are, but for those who are just joining us on the podcast, I'd love for you just to kind of give a quick recap of a little bit about you, who you are, what you run, what you do. And and then let's talk about all that you are about to launch into the world. Yeah. So most people know me for being the founder and CEO of Imani Collective, which is a global home decor brand, home decor brand, also a social enterprise here in Kenya. Um, I don't even remember last time I talked to you guys on the podcast, but now we support um, close to 170 artisans and staff here on the ground and have three locations um, started in a small village called Mtipani with 16 women. I used to live out there um, almost 10 years ago. And then we moved into um, Old Town, Mombasa. And then we also have a location in Turkana, which is our third year up in the Turkana region. And so with all of those um, locations, we make up uh, quite, uh, yeah, quite a few of us. And so we continue to grow. And I think last time I probably shared a lot about that growth and how we moved into, um, just who we are today. There was a lot of pivot points. Um, a lot of times that I just thought I was going to close the doors, um, and really pushed forward and just owe that a lot to not only just grit and being able to push forward, but just faith. Um, Imani means faith in Swahili, and it is the foundation of everything that we do. And so no matter where you might see us um, across the world, uh, we just really want to make sure that we are radiating Christ's love in that and in our values and what we bring in our company. And so it has been a faith journey and a wild journey. And so that brings us here today of just where we're pushing into this year and all of the really, um, yeah, cool doors we have ahead of us. So. We're about to so talk through. to us a little bit about that. Tell us about some of the exciting doors. Yes. So first off, we didn't talk about this off the mic, but Amani Collective truly is a global home decor brand and we niche into a lot of kids spaces. So we make a lot of fun things with, with kids, but there's two really cool things happening in Amani. One, we're celebrating our 10 years, um, May 28th. So 10 years we have come Amazing. a long way. I, it is, it is when I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh a decade, just like, like that. It just seems like yesterday, but 
there's two really great things happening is one of our biggest goals this year was also to push into new regions and to make sure that we could be easy, easily accessible for some of you who have actually been buying from us for many years. Um, and so we, um, uh, launched this year, um, March 1st, we launched our UK distribution site. And so we are now in the UK. Um, I didn't mention that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we're so excited because that brings accessibility to you guys who've been buying online from us that like have been paying ridiculous amounts of shipping, um, to go from our Dallas warehouse to you. So it's, um, easily available to you online. And then for all of our wholesalers, we have an amazing, um, just amount of stores that carry us in the UK. It also makes it easy, more easily accessible for you and shipping and um, pricing and stuff. So UK is one thing that's really big. And at the same time, um, to celebrate our 10 years in May, we are launching, uh, a new brand here in Kenya. So Kenya, we used to call our, our brand here, Mani Collective Soko, cause Soko means market. Uh, in Swahili, but it's actually now going to be called Sela by Imani Collective. And it's a elevated home decor brand that is with wovens and macrames and ceramics. And so it will look very different than what you find in, in the UK or in the States or other regions, because that's very niche, you know, to home decor for like kids spaces. And a lot of it is banners and hang signs, if you guys know us. And so we use a lot of screen printing and canvas kind of techniques. Um, but this is going to be like, something I've dreamed of for so long, just like this truly delicate, um, and beautiful aesthetic. Um, and you guys can have availability to it. So it's shopsela.co.ke. So you can buy directly from our shop in Kenya. Um, and we ship all over the world. So that's something super cool that launches May 26 or 10 years is May 28th. And then May 29th, that was my <laughs> dramatic pause break. <laughs> so I'm watching the book. Um, and it's called let it be wild. And yeah, it's the story, really my personal story of building a money collective and not just all like the businessy, like this is what you should do and should not do. No, it is heartfelt. It, I pulled journals. I read, I went back to my mom's house and was reading through all these journals. I'm so glad that I journaled back then when I first like came to Kenya and just like the emotions I was going through. And so it's truly inspired by a lot of journals, prayer journals, just like my experiences and being able to share the stories, like those raw moments, um, that made me who I am today and how my thought process changed and building not just a charity, but building a social enterprise that has longevity and sustainability. And so, um, truly is my heartbeat of creating something that is, um, going to be long lasting far after I leave. Um, you know, I never want to be that linchpin that holds things together. Like that's not what I, I I want. And our team is already running it, you know, like they're doing amazing. So I'm just so excited to be sharing that story and, um, how it built me as a leader, um, how my faith grew stronger, um, some really raw stories that just built me to be me, you know, my parents getting divorced to me meeting my husband. I write a lot about Sean. So you guys will get to know my husband a lot. (laughs) the book because he's amazing and he's so quiet and doesn't share a story and he's so dynamic. So I get to share a little bit of his story and yes. So it's called, let it be wild, stepping into the unknown and finding a home. Um, because it's truly trusting the, the journey and the process that God had me on of just stepping into something completely out of my control and then truly finding myself at home and comfortable in this like ambiguity of a life. But I love it. 
Gosh, it's got to be so amazing to look back at 10 years. And I know a couple of, maybe it was months ago or weeks ago, but you posted this picture of all the pictures of different stages. And it's got to be amazing to look back on how far you've come. I would love for you just to share a little bit about as you reflect on the past 10 years, I think it's so easy for anyone in whatever journey that they're looking at to think of how far they have to go. It's this unknown, right? And I'm sure you've reached so many unknown moments. Like you've never, you never started a brand before. You had never, you know, started a lot of the things that you have started and especially in a different country. And so how did you keep that momentum of looking at not how far I have to go, but how far I've come? Like I've moved here. I've given up something to get here. I've met Sean, you know, all these minor steps along that really are major steps along the way, but how do you really, how do you stay in tune with that and not get discouraged? Yeah. Well, I think you have to recognize that there, you will get discouraged. We're human, right? I think that's when, um, you know, I see spiritual warfare is like extremely big thing here in Mombasa and you feel it, right? It's just like people are really honed into that. And this is kind of a segue, but I say that because I think in those moments and when you get discouraged, like that's when Satan can really come in and like rattle you up a bit. Um, and so I just really, um, yeah, really attest it to like having that strong, like, faith. And I used to be scared to talk about my faith, to be honest, which, um, because I didn't in the, the, the spaces that I was in, I didn't want people to like, just close, close the chapter book, right. Or close the podcast or whatever and be like, Oh, I can't listen to her. But the reality is, is it is the, it is that believing that something impossible is possible. Like I having that just and earns, you know, this big, big faith and that taking that leap into the unknown and being okay with, um, walking afraid. Like you, I, I talk a lot about living a fearless life and it's not the fact that, you know, you are not af afraid. You're just walking through those fears with, with this courageous, um, mm -hmm. attitude and posture. And so, when I look back at the journey and I see kind of the moments where, yes, I was discouraged or I was brought down. I mean, it truly was because of our community and collective and other people that said you can. And there have been so many people, and I sit, talk about this in my book, that have told me I can't. So many people that have said no and so many closed doors. But it is those few people, my supportive people there, including the women of Amani Collective who had so much hope throughout this whole process where I just was like, I just do, I cannot see what's next. And my tendency when I get discouraged is stagnation. So everyone has different tendencies, right? When we get overwhelmed or, or discouraged or whatnot, mine is like, I just want to go in the covers and procrastinate about everything <laughs> and not move forward. Now on my, like when I'm on fire, right. You know me, I'm like, moving. I'm visionary. I'm doing like very wild things. Right. And I keep pushing forward, but when I feel discouraged and something gets to me, I like, that's what I want to do. And so for me, one of my biggest things and lessons that I've learned is how can I step out of that mindset as quickly as possible? And one of my biggest mentors, I've been talking about her a lot because I didn't realize how much she truly shaped my life until I was writing the book. Um, and Kathy, she is on our board of Amani collective, but she invited me into one of her clarity sessions back in 2018. At this time I had two kids. I know three kids, but Sophie, my middle 
was like three months old and I was like going through some serious postpartum. We were on the road and, but there was something about Kathy that like, she just had this energy that you gravitated towards, you know, you know, energy, we, it's kind of like the, the wind, right. It's like, you can't see it, but you, I mean, you can't literally see it, but you can see the effects of it. You know, the wind is moving outside and you can see. And so like, it was her, like, it's like this, this force. And I was like, I want more of that. Like, what is this? Like, she just seemed always on fire and kind of, but in this view, what's interesting about her in this beautiful, like solid way, not like me, like, I'm just like, what all the time. (laughs) Like, I'm just like very like intense, but like, kind of like, you know, you know, I'm doing this with my hands right now, (laughs) that type of a sit. She's just like this, like somber tie. I don't know. Just like put together, just like, and welcome to my space person, you know? (laughs) Um, but just so like, it was just so sure she felt safe. And so I did this training, um, and she talked, she calls it like this, um, you having lights on, right. This like clarity method. And I have pictures of it. And I was looking back at these pictures because I'm now actually trained in this. And I love teaching people about this because I told her after so many years, I was like, okay, I need to teach people this because now after doing her method for so many years, five years and looking back, I'm like, oh, wow. Like that's why Imani Collective also has moved because me as a leader, I was able to to change my attitude and not stay in the stagnation. I was able to move out of it really quickly. But she, I was with her only for two days. And she takes, she took a picture of me, like when I first stepped into her office and the, when I first was, and then when I was leaving and the literal physiology, physiology of how you change when you're, when your thought process is a higher thought process, you know, when you like think in a positive manner, optimistic manner, in a joyful and gratitude manner. Like I walked in like very disheartened, thinking very skeptical that this lady was crazy. And so like, you can literally see that like in <laughs> oh, my that's face. Fascinating. Like, I'm going to share these pictures with you. So I say all that, this is a tangent, but because that, I think my biggest, one of my biggest superpowers throughout the years is one, not only t- totally believing in obviously my faith and that you know, God's got this and I'm his daughter and he's got me no matter what. And even if it's not the way that I want it planned or the way that it's going to look, it's okay. Like he's got me. Right. And there's provision in that. And it, again, it might be in a very different timing, which has happened my whole journey. It's not been the timing that I wanted it, but on the other side, coupling with that of me also moving the needle too, like knowing that I have um, very much, um, can vision and very much can, um, speak, you know, speak and create what we literally abracadabra, the Aramaic saying abracadabra means we create as we speak. So like that is stuff I've learned where it's like, that's powerful when you realize like you can do that and that's not being silly or this, like it's, and it's not, it's me not, it's not saying, oh, I don't want to face reality. No, it's like, I see reality. I see that this is going to be challenging, but still wanting to speak and create vision into that and push forward. And I think that was the biggest change of Amani Collective too, since coming from 2013 to even that 2018 and learning that I'm, I'm also capable of moving this and, and I can vision for my people and I can teach them to do that too. And I think that's what's created such an amazing culture at Amani Collective of we are people that ask, why not? Like, why can't, why not? Like everything can be possible and it that could be. 
Um, you know, but we do it together and we make sure our vision is, um, collective in nature too. So that was my, that was my tangent of energy. <laughs> I love it though. You weren't, you so weren't expecting though. that, were you? I wasn't you like, expecting Whoa. that one, but I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful for it. Thank you, Jenny. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I think you, you touched on a couple of things. You know, the first thing is just this idea that I once heard like success is all beta. Like it's all just this mm. next iteration. And I feel like that's kind of what you've done over the years, looking back at where it started and where it is now, which is just kind of a freeing place that it's not this destination. Mm -hmm. It's like this process. It's growing and learning and evolving, like you just said. And the second piece is I just heard someone speak this weekend that was just talking about this um, ownership that we have over our own inspiration over kind of getting, like you just said, like into that next iteration and that, that evolution of, of the business. And like, you were self-aware to know this Mm -hmm. is what's happening. I must surround myself with those very positive voices with things that keep you dreaming. You're a big dreamer. Right. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got to like, keep myself surrounded by the things that help me to push forward. Yeah. When it just like when my natural inclination is to just go under the covers and, you know, sit and all that. It's like, no, I gotta, I have to kind of choose to stand my ground on what I believe is true, first of all. Mm-hmm. And secondly, to make the choices around the, the people and the types of things that I allow into my life so that I can keep right. seeing my vision come to light. And I I love so that your story is just a perfect visual of that. That's like, that's like the biggest thing is like, we have to learn that we can only control our ourselves. Like we can only control our personal field, our energy. And, but we can control who comes into that. So like, I can't wake up every day and say, Oh, I'm going to like control my husband's like what, how he's going to wake up in his attitude, but I can control what I put into his like support field, right. How I support him with my energy and whatnot. And hopefully that will influence. And it's the same thing. And what you're saying, like we have the right to, um, move away from people like toxicity and move into more spaces that are going to be life-giving. And that's again, not me saying like, we're going to hit hard spots. Like the growth of money collective has been Ugh, a roller coaster. <laughs> That's what I like. It's been a roller coaster. It's been as a, any entrepreneur can can attest to, and like when they grow something. Um, but it's again being able to not stay in those hard spots, and how can as quickly as possible you move into the next spot, but not not just forgetting about that. I I think there's moments we we need to grieve or reflect. So it's not saying move out of it just to ignore it and never like you know, like work through whatever we went because we have to process it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So your book is called let it be wild, which is like one of the things I just love about you is I just feel like you live this wild life and it's, it's just so inspiring. And so I'd love for you just to share a little bit about just that, like letting your life be wild and you've, you've spoken a little bit to it, but I'd love for you just to share a little bit more on that journey. Yeah. So for the longest time, a lot of you guys have asked me, um, or, you know, a lot of people have asked me to put my story on paper and as I've grown it's, and as a leader and even academia and like studying social enterprises, like my language has changed a lot of like, I'm like, what am I going to write about? Like, do do you want me to like write the how-to book or do you want me to like, you know, it was actually, I juggled, I I juggled and struggled a lot when I started like, okay, what is this going to be about? But I wanted people, like I wanted it, 
you guys to hear my story. So it's not in chronological order. It's actually bounces around, um, from even talking about like when I was in fifth grade, I'm telling you, you're going to hear stories of like my whole kind of spectrum of what built me to be me, like why I am, why I do all these things. Like, you know, the tendencies that I have, like, I mean, that's grounded in me since I was young. And so those are stories in there. And then, you know, raw stories of my parents, you know, splitting up when I was 16 and how that changed my personality, but how it made me run towards Jesus, you know, like, um, just different, um, different stories that really shaped my personality, but what I wanted and the reason why I chose, let it be wild is a lot of people over the years have always been like, you know, Oh gosh, that Jenny, she does a lot (laughs) or like, you know, we had this conversation (laughs) off the mic. Oh my gosh, you're doing another thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I just always heard, especially in my early twenties. Um, so now being in my thirties, it's like, I'm very confident in my tendencies and who I am, but it would really rub me the wrong. I don't know, really oddly in my twenties when people would be like, Oh man, like anytime I hear what you're doing, it actually is like, makes me feel like I haven't done enough in my life. And I still hear this sometimes from people and it doesn't hit me like it used to anymore because I'm like, okay, well let's, let's talk about you and why you feel that and like work through some of that. But it used to like bother me because I'm like, people are like, oh, well, I just can't relate because you sold everything, moved to Africa and did your thing or whatever, you know, and the whole move to Africa type thing. And I'm like, well, you know, move to Kenya (laughs) and we get into that whole conversation. (laughs) But, um, so what I wanted people to grab from this book is the hear my story, but also it, it will tie back to you in so many different ways. I wanted it to be a book that's relatable. I tell you about when I got I could use some language here, but when I got drunk off my butt in like, you know, spring break trip in college and how that really shaped who I was, like, I wanted it to be raw because I think anyone can relate to that of like this double life that you, you were living to try to figure out what my purpose is. Right. And you were in the wrong groups or you're figuring out your skills and your talents that the Lord has equipped you with. And how is it going to be used well? And so all of these things. And in the end, what I wanted people to, to see is like, that you too can have this, let it be wild spirit, but it's you figuring out what was I made to be? What are the strengths that the Lord has given me? Where was, were my feet placed? And I can still be just as wild as that Jenny chick who moved over to Kenya, right? Right in my backyard. Like, that's what I want people to get out of it. I want you to be inspired by it and leave and be like, okay, she did that. Like I can do that too. And this is what I'm passionate about. And I'm going to go do that. And fun story. And I think she'll be okay with me sharing this. The only person that I let read the book, um, before anybody, like even my husband is my friend, Jessica. And she is such an amazing individual. And she literally has, she's works with a refugee community in Houston and she had been helping, you know, them move and get settled. And she's always her whole life wanted to live overseas and just circumstances and marriage and things like it just never worked out. And she would always get, she was so frustrated with God. So anytime I come and visit her, she always is like, you're, you're living the life I want to live. And we, we talk through this a lot and I'm like, yeah, but where does God have you? So she read my book because she's an amazing English teacher too, for young kids. And I was like, I just want you to read through it one to like, let me know if it flows well. Right. But after she read it, within the first week after she read it, she registered her in her registered her nonprofit to start ESL so that she could then go teach in these communities for 
the refugee she was already working with and has already had classes and she sends it to me all the time. I love it. I'm just like crying and I'm like, that's that's exactly what I wanted to happen. Like, it's exactly what I wanted because for someone like her, my, one of my best friends who I love her so much. And we always talk about that. I'm like, you can't compare your story to mine because God has a beautiful story for you. And she read it and she called me crying. It was like, that's exactly what I needed to read. I know I'm equipped exactly to do this. And it inspired her and she's doing it. And I'm so pumped. Oh, like, that's, that's like- fabulous. That's fabulous. Yes. And I was going to ask you, like, what is your hope for the book? And I think you just spoke yes. perfectly to all of it and that everyone would find their place somewhere in that journey or in that story yeah. and just be willing to just be open-handed to what that might look like, where they are. And I think especially as women, which I know is a book of listeners on this podcast is, you know, it's very, very hard to, to not compare. It's very, very hard to not compare. And so I think just to give people a seat at their own table and let these words cheerlead them right there is just such a gift. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm excited. And there, you I know, can't wait for you to share more stories. Yes. I know there's elements of it where I talk about being a social entrepreneur. And so there's some stuff that's more like, social entrepreneur, ethical speaking, business, Jenny, business, Jenny. This is what (laughs) Jessica said. She was like, at the very end, it becomes business, Jenny. (laughs) Like, so you might feel that on like chapter 34 or whatever, but I'm telling you all the other chapters is just like foundational stories that built me. And the first chapter, I love it so much. It's the preface. And it starts, um, with me just like intercana sitting in a minyata with Ameja. Um, she's also called Margaret and just like, that were two different women from two different cultures. We don't speak each other's language, but there's just this immense amount of respect and love that we have with one another without even saying one word that just through our eyes, through that body language, we just can sit there and love each other with just our presence. And that's how it starts for you to understand that you and your presence and the way you radiate your light and the way that you love others has so impactful more than you probably even realize. Right. And so I just want people like to read that and to read through all these stories and just be, yeah, inspired that they have that, let it be wild spirit right inside of them. It's just waiting for it to be, you know, awakened. So I love that. That's how you begin your book. Yeah. In this this (laughs) simple moment that is so profound that I think everybody's invited to offer up, right. Or be part of in their own way. Oh, Mm. it's so great. Okay. So I feel like I have so many questions. I'm not going to ask all of them Um, (laughs) because I feel like you, you spoke to some of them, but I love to hear just like a lesson or two you've learned along the way. As you wrote this book, you're obviously reflecting on your foundational journey, your story, your faith, Amani Collective, and all the things that are all fabulous. What are, what is like one or two of the big things you talked about confidence, like just being confident in how you're wired and who you are. Is there anything else that comes to mind of just really, really stuck out in the book of I wish I would have known that sooner. And I'm so thankful I learned that. Yeah. Well, I think the book itself, I would say, and you know, me and you have, um, a mutual friend, Bob. So book ourselves when I was at with Bob, um, finishing up at his writer's workshop. And I was like, okay, you know, I told you this, I'm going to go to the workshop. I'm going to like finish this book. One thing that they told me and that I learned is that your story is always continuing. So you have to just end the book. Like it took me actually a really Mm -hmm. long time to figure out how I wanted to end it for you guys, because I started writing this book when I was finishing my doctorate. So it it was almost like my outlet. I was writing research. And then at night I would write like a story or two about just like 
you know, different type of writing. So I started writing this book guys at like the beginning of 2021. And so when I finally repicked it up to get it to you guys was in 2022 and so much changed, like in the way I thought and change, like I just went through so much. And so that was really profound for me as just like, your story is always going. So honor that, like that it's like you, when you, where you are right now is where you are right now, but like, it's not an ending. And so I just, for the book itself, it's like, I had to wrap it up, inspire, land the plane, land the plane. Yes. Um, but for you guys also to know that in your story, like it's not, you're, you're in a season. And if it's a harder season, like that's just a chapter. This is part of it. This is a part part of the story. Yes. And then I would say the other thing that I like really reflected on when I was writing is just like how much, again, that people have truly, especially Sean, my husband, have impacted me in the way that I love, the way that I lead. He is so humble in nature. He's so full of grace. And I think Amani Collective would not be here today if I was not married to that man because mm-hmm. he has taught me so much. And so I get to like brag on him a lot in the story of just like how he truly taught me to live in community. And, um, and that it's okay to get overwhelmed by community. Like we have an open door policy at our house. So like he works with street boys and we have tons of people in and out of our house all the time. And guess what? I get overstimulated, but it's okay to like, it's okay to feel that and take a break and care for yourself as well. So I learned in the process, like I'm in a, I'm in a space. And I think when we have so much passion, we give, 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 but there's this beautiful, um, uh, like there's this beautiful, uh, description that even Kathy taught me about sacred selfishness that it's okay Mm -hmm. to like, you're a vessel, right? Like, and we can't overflow when we're empty. So like we're, it's okay to care for yourself. So I think that's also what I encourage people and what I've learned in my journey. There's, I like alliteration. So there's three S's that I I do a lot of my talks on it's self systems and succession. And when you're building something or you're creating something, it has to start from yourself, right? The passion. And if if you care for yourself, well, you're going to create transformative systems. Like they're going to be amazing, but it has to start with you, right? Caring for yourself. And when you create transformative systems, you're going to have a beautiful succession plan of longevity and sustainability so that when you step out of it, your legacy is still there. And so I think I learned that as I was writing, like, wow, like I learned how to care for myself because in the first, I would say five years, four to five years of money collective, I never did that. Like, and I was tired and burnt out. And there were so many moments that we almost stopped, but it really was just because I did not, you know, rest or I didn't fuel myself with truth or I didn't just take a break and a breath, you know? And, um, you know, so give yourself some grace. I think I've learned the process of, of grace. Oh, such good lessons that I think we all, even if we knew them, we need to be reminded of them. And if we did it now, we know them. I think there's so much truth to that. I think those are all things that, you know, we, we forget, we forget where anything that we do starts and that's with us inside. Right. And so taking care of that and honoring that, I think is, is just such a great reminder that we all need for sure. Um, so I, I would love to know, you know, for anyone who's listening, who says, okay, I don't necessarily have like the wild spirit. I don't see my life. You know, I'm not an extrovert. I'm an introvert. Like what, 
what is like a very practical thing that you can tell them maybe to expect or just to be open to in their life to just add a little like spark of of risk-taking and adventure to their life? Because I know, at least for me, I was telling someone this other day, but last year, my husband and I went to a marriage retreat. And one of the questions they asked was, when was the last time y'all had fun? And we looked at each other and we couldn't remember the last time we had fun. We just couldn't. Mm. And so like our, we had these like collective themes we left with them from this retreat that were just to be, you know, free from all the things that we've had to be and had to do and just like walk into who we are now. We're different people. Like mm-hmm. you said, you're different from yeah. life is different from what it was a year ago, but to have more fun. And so I think even for someone who feels like I'm an introvert, I'm never going to move across the globe and start something, but like, let's, can we like encourage people today to just invite a little fun and adventure and wild into their life? Yeah, no, I like that you said fun. I actually had a coaching client ask me this uh, the other day and they're like, okay, so how can I encompass this spirit? And she's similar to that. And I was like, well, like (laughs) what is, and so I was like, okay, so I picked up rollerblading. Can you rollerblade? Like, that's fun. Like, you know, just like have that (laughs) spirit of like, but it's like, what gets you at least excited or playful or expressive, right? And so- And so my client was telling me, she's like, I just feel like I've molded into these different rooms because that's like what you do. And then you just kind of eventually become that person. But I don't necessarily feel like, like, I feel like I'm not fun anymore. Like she even used those words. And I was like, yeah, then go like outside in the middle of your road and do a weird dance or something. I don't know. It was like so funny. We were just like going back and forth and trying to think of the silliest things. Cause I was like, if you can be silly or you can like do something because you have been so used to calming that down, like that fun, like we think about when we were in our twenties or when we were in high school, right? If we can think back when we're at slumber parties, like what are the things that we did? Like, and we didn't think anybody was judging us, but the world just tells us how we should be and puts us in this box. And then we're like, Ooh, that's inappropriate or uncomfortable. Now I can't do that. I'm like, do something. You're not the expert. I'm not going to be good at it. So I'm not going to do it. Right. So I'm just like, just do it. Like just have fun. And then like, let people laugh at you. That's fine. But be confident (laughs) in it. Like, and be uncomfortable in it and just do it. And so like, but I, I did buy rollerblades last year and I have fallen. So first of all, rollerblades on cobblestone. That's like my neighborhood. That's another story. That's, that should have been a chapter in the book. It's very complicated, <laughs> very complicated, um, uh, a deal. So I, now I just rollerblade in my house and in a very small spaces, which is also very complicated, but I encouraged her to rollerblade, do something fun, do something that at least lights your spirit, um, on fire. You know, for me last year, we talked a lot about how my year was of realignment. I actually slowed down a lot in comparison to what this year is, um, and pushing forward into kind of this wild, um, spirit. Um, but I slowed down a lot, but my let it be wild spirit last year was like finding alignment. And I did pottery and I did more running and I did more yoga and meditation, but it was, that's what made my spirit come alive. So what that wild is not reckless. Wild is not crazy. Wild is what awakens what you truly are inside. So what is that? And go do more of that, you know? Ah, and that's, that's a wrap right there. <laughs> go do that. I love that. <laughs> go do that. I love that you shared that though, because I think for a lot of people, you know, wild is subtle and your story is just a beautiful picture of 
you you've shared this a lot in your social media and stuff just about, it's just this like accumulation of small little risks and leaning into your gut and just trying that next thing. And I just love the idea that you don't need to be the expert at everything. Like go, go be the beginner at something mm-hmm. and just see what evolves and comes from that. And it's, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, and if you don't want to try something by yourself. The first time I ever did yoga, I had a really cool cousin come in town from Austin. And I said, I haven't worked out in five years and I want to start with yoga. And so you're cool and trendy and you live in Austin. So you probably do yoga. <laughs> so I said, will you just stand next to me in a yoga class while you're here this weekend so that I know what I'm doing? But that has become honestly like a huge saving grace with so much in my life. And I am so grateful for the practice of yoga. And it was just like, find someone and ask them just to go with you to that cooking class or to try the rollerblades or try the new restaurant. And just like, let that be the beginning of something that just really brings more life and delight and joy to your life. And like, that is, that is just allowing that wild in. So And what happens when you do that is all of a sudden you become more imaginative, you become more innovative. And so if you feel stunted, it's like, yes, push into that because, you know, I run a retreat called Align and we're going to Costa Rica in May. And the reason we're doing that, first of all, I love Costa Rica, but is to get you out of your one normal routine, but to go have fun. Like let's zip line, let's, let's go experience, let's be in nature so that when we sit down at the table and we're talking about what you want to accomplish or where you're moving your business or whatever that might be, it's like you have, you've opened up like this new way. You just start alive because you just enhanced all your other like senses. Get out of your comfort zone. And your body. Get out of your comfort zone. Yes. 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 Go do it. It's always a joy to just see you, talk with you, whether it's on Zoom, in person, whatever it is. It's just always a treat, always a gift. I can't wait for just more of your work and your book and everything to, yeah, to just be in the world. And so thank you for being here. We'll be sure to share all that information in the show notes and anything else you want to share with us before we go. You know, I could share like a million things. So (laughs) (laughs) no, I just want to share with you guys that, um, the biggest thing that, um, a practice that I'm going to encourage you guys to do, and we speak a lot about this, Annika, but is go out and, um, wake up. And if anything, speak gratitude into your day, because that is a high frequency. And if you can speak gratitude, like that will set your day, just one little grateful thing. It's going to set the tone of your day in a different way. And so I encourage you guys to figure out what you're grateful for each and every day. And even in the mundane moments, because I think those are the most beautiful moments, right? I loved how you said kind of the let it be wild, really that spirit is really just, yes, an accumulation of little, of little moments that added up to what the story is. And so this is your movie and you're the director of it. And so you have full control of how you're going to direct that. So I hope you wake up with just joy and gratitude um, to start your day. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the podcast. Always enjoy chatting with Jenny. In case you missed any of today's truths and takeaways, here they are. Number one, you have the right to move away from toxic people and move into more spaces that are going to be life-giving to you. Number two, your story is always continuing. Where you are right now is where you are right now. It's not an ending. Number three, practice sacred selfishness. Had not heard of this one before, but we can't overflow when we're empty, so it's okay to care for yourself. 
Number four, wild is not reckless. Wild is not crazy. Wild is what awakens what you truly are inside. As Jenny says, so what is that thing that gets you excited or playful or expressive? Go do more of that. Number five, your presence and the way you radiate light has so much more impact than you realize. Number six, go take ownership. Number seven, be the beginner at something today. Number eight, speak gratitude into your day and let that set the tone. And lastly, let it be wild. Let something inside you be awakened. Well, I hope this conversation was encouraging to you and made you feel like Jenny was just cheerleading you on right where you are, reminding you of the seat that you have at your very own table to this one and only wild life where you can find confidence and gratitude and be free and take risks so that maybe just maybe fun and joy and that wild inside of you will meet you there. Thanks for tuning into this week's conversation. If you have not already, would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. So many more episodes. There's 90 other episodes to go take a listen to. If you're looking for something to listen to this summer, I would also love for you to share this podcast with a friend. Or if you've got a few extra seconds this summer, head over to Apple Podcasts, click on the show. If you scroll to the bottom, there is a spot where you can write a review or just tap on some stars. Simple as that. It'll take you less than 30 seconds would mean the world to me. Thanks for tuning in. Go let it be wild. And until next time. Thanks for tuning in. Go let it be wild, friends, and until next time.